Welcome to Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, the podcast where we head down the road of the supernatural and beyond. So sit back and hold on as we take a ride together to what lies in the unknown and beyond the veil. Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson presents guest host, composer Christopher Jordan. Christopher composes instrumental music incorporating everything from frequencies from within the solar system to binaural beats and even brainwave frequencies. His soothing and calming music is designed to help listeners relax and each track is designed to be used as a tool for meditation and to help listeners reach deeper levels of relaxation and self-exploration. And now your host, Daniel Jackson, with part two of Frequencies for your mind. And there and there have been numerous studies done over decades and decades from researchers, scientists, things like that. I've I've collected tons of studies and different uh different medical journals, things like that. That people have used these frequencies for different things. Um and and use them for either helping heal burn victims or helping people get to sleep faster, uh, things like that. So, so when you um, listen to music on your own, beyond mm. listening to Floyd, when you're listening to music on your own, you hear something on the radio, is your insides picking this song apart all the time? I mean, because you could literally probably drive yourself crazy after a while because you, we hear so much music throughout the day. The, you walk into a store and you hear music. So are you, are you picking that apart or do you just get to a point where you hear a song and you go, that song sucks. So, um, <laughs> well, the, that song sucks happens first <laughs> immediately. Is that um, as soon as suck, you turn on the country suck music? factor overrides all Daniel yeah. um, country music <laughs> because there's a, there is no button for that on my yeah. board. Right. I cannot subtract the suck from a song yeah. or, for, or from an artist, despite yes. what you think all those knobs and faders do. I can't make them. Uh, I can't make them good. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The artist, you know, the artist. Is, mm. I can make things sound cool. I can even make bad things sound cool, but I can't right. make them sound good. Um, right. <laughs> But, Do you think to yourself, this artist is no artist? But, that's for sure. So, um, it, yeah. it, it's one of those that uh, when I listen to something, my first my first listen is always just a cursory listen for enjoyment. Right. Um, beyond that, it gets pretty fractal pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. uh, is, is the way that I explain it to people. Um, my wife earlier today, uh, I'm trying to remember what we were listening to. And oh, it was Kenny Rogers. Oh, it was the you. gambler. Yeah, it was the you. gambler was on the radio. You and I was like, and, and I was like, listen to that one dude whose guitar line is like three times faster than everybody else in this guitar <laughs> yeah. in this song. Like this one guitar part, she was, and she had to like listen, listen, listen to hear it. And she's like, how do you just, how do you just hear all those and separate them? Right. Um, because yeah, they all kind of sound like a mishmash. They're all playing at the same time, but they all—it's all layers in a cake. You know, it's kind of like yeah. whenever a chef goes up and takes a bite of a cake, they can—they can spot the spices and yes. things yeah. like that. So I did I the like, same it's... thing. Well, when I was playing in a band, I was getting the band where they need to be, being the drummer, being the backbeat, yeah. 
but I could pick up on everything around it. And I knew when someone was playing the wrong chords or yeah, was yeah. in the wrong place, and then I'd yeah. have to look at them and well, give it's, a cue. And... It's the concept of seeing the forest and the trees <laughs> Yes, absolutely. at the same time. Yeah. At the same time. Um, because you've, as an engineer, I have to have a scope of what's happening in the room and the nuance right. that changes what's happening in the room. Right, because um, you got to make sure everything is going to fit together. Yeah, well, everything has its sonic place. Everything yeah. has its has its place within the realm of an equalizer and where it belongs sonically in a mix. Like I right. can't I can't put too much high end in your kick drum; it'll start drowning out your snare. Right. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And and those two things provide provide different percussions to move the song. And when they're muddled, um, the song's muddled. You know, yes. uh, our brains are muddled when when we don't clarify things, when we don't right. when we don't give it clear path. And uh, that that's kind of what this helps do is help provide uh, a way by which to get to a clear path, I guess, right. you know, yeah, I mean, um, because like my, you said, everyone's different. Everyone's going to hear it differently and feel it differently. And yeah, I heard a guitar player say this one time where he said, you know, He's played up on stage for 40, 50 years now, and it's not just the road-weary part that, that takes a toll on his body, but it's also the, it, it also gets torn apart sonically by the different yeah. things that are happening on that stage at the same time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, you know, even, even in, that, in that token, the, the energy expenditure that you are putting out. Right. You know, um, I, I explain to my wife all the time, it's not necessarily my work that wears me out. It's the being on. Right. It's the face that I have to keep. It's a, hold on, let me go see what I can do for you. Right. Let me go find out real quick. Um, that's what it is. And it is that that maintaining a frequency, you know, the same way that after a long meditation session, you are wiped out, like you're yeah. tired. Oh, sure. Uh, you know, you would think that a long meditation session would maybe invigorate you, things like that. But um, you're going, no. depending on the meditation, um, you could be going through the same exact mental workout as if right. you were actively playing in a symphony orchestra. Right, because now your focus is in a different place than just, you know, you could write things down and, and make a list or have a list inside of your mind. But once you've cleared everything out... And you're getting a different type of message that's coming through to you. It's different from anything else you've ever had. You don't realize yeah. how much it actually wears you down doing that because of, of the focus it takes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, a, a prime example is um, whenever I'm done with the show, Daniel, uh, I am I am ravenously hungry. Uh, me too. <laughs> like ravenously. And, and it's because like, yeah, I just spent like two, three hours talking to somebody and using all that brain butter, like yes. using using all my proteins to to feed my brain and keep it limber and keep it moving. Right. You know, um, our our bodies literally react to everything around us, and our brains are actively a transducer. It's it's interesting how not only do they react to frequencies from outside, but can generate those frequencies as well. Right. So, right, because... But, but, but for those who actually... Um, who it resonates with. 
Yeah. Well, uh, well, and it's the fact of, uh, you know, uh, much like anybody who works out on a treadmill could probably go out and take down your average person in a speed walking contest <laughs> yes. um, because yeah. they're used to walking on a moving object. Yeah. They aren't walking on just a flat surface. Yeah, you know, they're... that's yeah, a different they're... level of balance. That's a different yeah. level of skill. So they're yeah. slightly better. Um, yeah. And and that's just it. The The binaural beats, things like that kind of help reinforce what your brain already naturally does. Right. And helps them produce it more readily. Sure. Because you're now you're like I said, you're clearing yourself of all the garbage yeah. that's going on in your mind, but you're still going. You're, you're not you don't stop going. It's just no. a, it's just a different direction that you're going in. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's pretty remarkable. So how many uh, how many instruments do you actually play as a part of uh, putting these uh, putting these com composing these uh, songs together? Um, I, I would say on most of the meditation music, uh, one. Just most of most of it is synthesized. Most yeah. of it is synthesizer. There there are quite a few tracks where there's three or four instruments. A couple of them, um, a few of them, where guitar is incorporated. Right. Things like that. Um, pretty much any time you hear what what equivalents to a whale or anything like that in my music, sure. that is a guitar tone. Um, that's that's me on guitar. Uh, so yeah. Um, and how many, how many, what's your average amount of tracks that you use before? Because I know some people will overlay, like musicians will put like 15 or 20 different tracks of guitar. Just God, guitar bless and, God bless them. God bless them. I, I yeah. do not have, I do not have that kind of patience, Daniel. <laughs> I have an engineer buddy that I've sent some stuff to here and there to, hey man, you know, have fun with it. And yeah. I send him my tracks and he's like, dude. You still mix like it's 1972. Like your reverb <laughs> is on the track. Like right. it's recorded on the track. It's right. not like you sent me some reverb settings or it's attached to a stem track digitally. Like right, it's already in there. You so recorded that... it. You baked it into the recording. Right. I can't do anything with that. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're supposed to just play and then he'll add. The, I'm a, you know, he'll use his, uh, his onboard yeah, his like gear I, to do I that. I have all of this at my disposal and I still literally use it like a big analog four track. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I am as commit to the mix as you can get musically. Yeah, um, you're mixing too much and you're trying I do to get not, somebody else to mix. Yeah. And and it's funny. Um I've said for years I do not I, I don't really get emotionally attached to the music that I write when it comes to this stuff. Like when it comes to lyrics, things like that. I haven't written a lyric song in I don't know how long. I have hundreds. Right. Um, right. so you're just you're it, just about getting everything to, to when come it, together at the same yeah, time. When it, and it's interesting because uh, with all of that, I, I practice melody, harmony, everything else. When it comes to this, it's very much more um, sonics and sound and where they lie together and how it emotively moves you. Sure. Um, yeah, well, you don't want to get too emotionally involved with it because if yeah. you do, you'll be falling asleep while you're making your own music. Yeah, no, precisely, precisely. Um, especially whenever you're talking like a 20-minute track, something yeah. like that. You know, when you're talking a good 30-minute track, it can be hard to stay present in mind because, I, yes, I don't do a lot of overlays, Daniel. 
um, when you look at my track in that eight track template that I make, like it is an uninterrupted 20 minute long keyboard track. So it's so is, is that <laughs> like, an average for you? Because that's I was going to ask you how long how long do you actually play for before it actually goes into a loop? Because when I bring up Binormal Beach, you know, mm. it says it's, it goes for eight hours long. Yeah. How much of how much of that is the actual original track before it goes into a loop process? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, with something like a binaural beat, you can definitely do that. Like, hey, you could take two seconds and loop it for eight hours. Right. You know, you're never going to hear the difference um, when it comes to keyboards, things like that. I, I try not to do a lot of looping. Um, I try not to. I, I still once again, I'm I'm commit to the mix. I, yeah. I just for some reason. I want to record the whole 20 minute track in one chunk. Right. As, as a piece. <laughs> that, as a piece. Like, but, it, but it does, it does. Um, typically. You, right. I it'll continue. Go, it'll So when it continues, it'll just, yes. if it's a, if it's three hours long, but you play a 20 minute piece, it'll go all the way through the whole 20 minutes. Yeah. That, and then just can continues. To and then on. I will find a point where it overlays right. something like that. Right. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Typically, whenever I try to divide things into even patterns, if I'm doing something like that, like Pranothana, um, my latest album, the, the actual audio tracks are 10 minutes, but there is a video set where the tracks are 30 minutes. So right. the tracks are actually written 30 minutes long for the I would rather I would rather have that than a, than a short one because... Again, you don't know how long it is going to be before you yeah. get into that lucid state. And yeah. so, but if if I'm doing something for 30 minutes and I'm still not getting into that lucid state, then it's time to go, okay, I need to try. This it's time, time to reset and try something else to begin yeah. with. Yeah. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of the idea. Whenever I did, uh, because it can be hard for some people to commit to the 30 minutes. You know, sure. um, I know a lot of people that do 10 minute meditations in the mornings, things like that. So um, I made the original release. Uh, each chakra was 10 minutes of audio. And then when I did the video series, I I released the the full unadulterated tracks that are 30 minutes each. And each one has like the the actual moving chakra and things like that going on with it. Um, I always I always just go in with the thought of. I'm just going to go in and see what happens. And yeah, so I never put a time period on it. And there's no. been times when I've been in for 10 minutes and there's times when I come out and my wife say, are you okay? Why? Well, you went in two hours ago. Yeah. Yeah. You've been really? gone for the last three hours. Yeah. And, and that's just it. Like it can, it's different for everybody. We all, yeah. we all have a different experience when it comes to meditation. We all yeah. have a different cap as to, as to what we can handle and do. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I, I don't ever do the guided meditation where someone's speaking because I'm mm. I'm 56 and can't picture myself climbing up a freaking tree now. So why <laughs> yeah, would I do precisely. it then? You know. So, but the the video series the is no. it's pretty neat though. I mean, it's got the got the moving chakras. Well, if it wasn't 
buffering. <laughs> it wasn't spinning, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It it spins with the moving background, everything else. It's, so do you is that what you do? Do you put all yours on a specific website for yourself? Or do you have any that go on YouTube or something like that? Um, I did some YouTube stuff for a while during the pandemic when I was active. I I had actively not even finished the album yet when I was doing it. And it was so funny. I was like, I've never actually like sneak peeked an album like this i've been uh pranothana this new chakra album is probably my longest work in progress i have been working on it in aspects on and off for the last decade wow um since my last big musical project and it's just now gotten to a point where I'm happy with things. I'm happy with mixes. I'm happy with videos. Uh, so I was like, it's, it's time to put it all out. Sure. So this is, this is an example right here of some of the video going on and there's. This is, this is the third eye chakra. On her. That's an example of some of the stuff that's there. It's it's pretty fun. What, what kind of bug was that in the middle? Oh, that was a jellyfish. Oh, okay. I was yeah. going to say. No, that's my intergalactic jellyfish swimming yeah. around. He's doing a pretty good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was paying attention to that, but it was hard to pay attention to it at the same time while looking at the, uh, the third eye as well. But it's uh, it's been fun. It's been a great journey. I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, getting to a point of completion with it and Can finally you make getting a it out there. Off of this? I don't know yet, Daniel. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. I I love what I do. Um, sure. People have asked me that about my podcast. People have asked me that about my music for years, and it's yeah. like, man, I I just have projects, man. Me like, too. I I don't. I guess I could get into. Uh, I don't. I don't count my happiness my with money. I don't. Yeah. No. Like I have a couple sponsors. They basically pay for some platforms and some ads. Is right. what they pay for. They don't. They don't keep my lights on. This is a spare room in my house. Like right. this That's is my this home. Is. This is my home office. This is where I'm at every day, all day. If I'm not on the road working. Right. Uh, what do you yeah, do for What do you do for work when you're on the I, road? I am a corporate AV technician, so most oh. of the time I am out. If you go out to conferences uh, like AlienCon, things like that, like sure, I am the guy who builds the whole set and puts up all the lights and audio and oh, runs wow. the video system and wow everything else. So yeah, tech is tech is what I do. It's the world that I live in. It's the world that I love. I How love. much time of uh, do you spend on the road doing that? Um, before the pandemic, I was on the road 35, 40 weeks a year. Wow. I was, I was gone more than I was home. Sure. Um, now I have, and client, I am, I am proud enough to, with my company, be providing technicians like me locally now. Right. So a lot of my gigs here locally have stopped. I now give them to other engineers. Uh, I have a client or two that I maintain on the road. And sure. now most of my time on the road is honestly spent like it is this upcoming august where i'm going out to the remote viewing association in monroe conference to sell some of my music and uh, oh, cool. go out and do interviews and sponsor that show things like that so cool so you've gained some contacts along the way and then oh yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those I I just love what I do. So um, I, anytime, um, anytime I talked to I a get... guy, uh, I don't know, maybe you know him. His name is uh, Paul Smith. Mm. Uh, he's a remote viewer. He teaches remote viewing. Interesting. And um, he, I saw him on Facebook, and I said, I'll, I'll get a hold of this guy. Maybe he can help me with what's going on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the, the conversation got a little strange at best, it, I would it, say. It can. Um... Well, I live, so the way I'm out in Arizona, the way that I got out here, being a medium was that uh, uh, at that time I was still doing channeling. I don't have to do it some more because I just got the message. But I the, I channeled with like four or five different people and they all got the same message came through that I was going to move out west in about four years. Four years later, here I am. Wow. So uh, and they I said, where am I going to? And in the last year they said, Arizona. And I said, where in Arizona? And they said, you would know. So I woke up the next day and my I told my wife, give me a map of Arizona. I'm going to show you where we're going to move to. I closed my eyes. I took my finger and I would point it on the map and I would get kept getting no answers. No, 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 no. And finally it said yes. And I looked down and it said Sierra Vista, Arizona. Do you know what's in Sierra Vista, Arizona? Not offhand. Uh, the largest intelligence, intelligence military base in, in the United States. Oh, wow. At, at a base, place called Fort Huachuca. Do you know what they used to do in the 60s and 70s in, in Fort Huachuca? Remote viewing. Remote viewing and experiments on psychic mediums. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> couldn't, have picked a, couldn't have picked a more process. This guy, yeah. Paul Smith, was in the program for remote viewing over there oh, for wow. 12 years. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Mm, there's yeah, a, it's a... There, there's another dark side to that as well. That I, there, I there is a huge dark there. side to it, yeah. sadly. Um, and, you know, that, that that's a lot of the reason why I, I wrote my album, Music for Targeted Minds, Daniel. Right. Um, there, there is sadly folks. Yes, there is a nefarious side to frequencies. There is a nefarious side yes. to these things. Uh, there are things like Havana syndrome, yes. stuff like that. There are people who uh, live tortured lives yes. because of RF frequencies, electromagnetic radiation, things right. like that. One of the, one of the things that I show regularly is the electromagnetic spectrum. Um, and if you look at the electromagnetic spectrum, that tiny little slice from 350 nanometers to 800 nanometers, right. that's it. Yeah. We got 450 nanometers of bandwidth that humans are capable of either seeing or hearing. Right. The rest of it is the universe around us, is parallel dimensions, is everything else, you know? Well, I see spirit. But I Absolutely. Just, I don't just see spirit. I'm also able to see into other realms as well. Um, yeah. I, they, I see into what we would call also the earthbound realm where spirit are earthbound. And then I also see into what we would call heaven, just another realm. I see that as well. And so I see beings from everything. And I don't just see people. I see dogs, cats, horses, cows, fish, and other beings yeah. as other well as well. So, so I'm... I'm not sure even, I was just telling someone yesterday, I can't actually sit down 
and explain to every person what I see or what I hear or what I feel because it, it is so much that every day is a is a new day. Something different happens. I never I close my eyes. I never know what I'm going to see, but yeah. I I don't ever not see anything. Yeah, absolutely. So to describe that, you know, but at least you have a. <laughs> I mean, I know that's a small space for you to uh, to put everything into, but it's it's you, got, well, you know your space. That is just the that is just the slice of reality in which we live. Daniel, yeah. the the rest of it surrounds us. It's all right yeah. there. That's just what the average person can see. Right. Not that That's you aren't sensitive to the rest. Not that you can't feel the rest. Yeah, as well as long as we're connected yeah. to this meat suit, this, this yeah. is all we have. Exactly. This this filter is blocking us from the rest of it. And so, uh, go ahead. When you do an album, how long does it take you? How long does it take you to do an album? And I know because being a musician, I get it. When can, when do you know when to stop yourself and say, okay, this is done? It has become sooner rather than later for me, Good. Daniel. Good. Um, I, I, as I said earlier, I try not to toil over my music. My wife, sure. not too long ago, I guess it was after my last No Disassemble album that I released. We were actually out in Arizona for oh, a friend's part? wedding, uh, Phoenix, oh, um, the, just the outside of Phoenix, toward Mesa. Toward Mesa. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, super super hot up there. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm it's in the insane lower part. right now. 115 it's only been 100 today. All month, but yeah, yeah, I get it. But up yeah, there, it was 115 today down yeah. there. It was crazy. <laughs> no. Um, no, yeah, no, thank no you. No humidity, but it's still hot. Yeah, yeah, you know, it so. doesn't matter. That's still hot, dude. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still it still gets you. It still wears you down. That's it. Still it. Drags you down. And yeah, we were we were driving at night, and I was like, oh, you know, the the new notes symbol album dropped today. Hold on, let's put it on. Hey, and yeah. we were listening, and she's like, "You really enjoy your own music." <laughs> yeah, you? sure. Why, I was like, why yeah. would you? Yeah, well, if you didn't I, enjoy it, you wouldn't do it. Yeah, but you know, there does come a time, especially if you've been a musician, if you've been in bands, where recording things can become a toil, um, where where it can become such a chore to get a job finished and to yeah. get a song finished that you just you would rather just not hear it again. Yeah, I'm um, sure the I'm sure the cooked. Beach Boys are probably tired of playing their it. own music, you know. You know, um, and and it's one of those like I don't know, I don't I don't toil over my music like that anymore. I don't toil over the next verse or what I'm right. gonna do with the word. Uh, most of my music is instrumental. Uh, I have very much with my new electronic music followed my old studio modicum of do what feels and sounds right. Never mind mm. theory or anything like that. If it feels and sounds right, move with it. Um, I, I even even on a twenty minute track, I will go through. I will rehearse once. Right. I will get. I will and I will write down what I want to do and timestamps sure. that I want to do it at. Sure. Um, so you you're going to chart it out for yourself. I've got yeah yeah. I've got my and it, that's exactly what it is. It's not necessarily music and notes on top of each other. It's much right. more like a bar graph. Right. And this is if you look at a non-linear editing system where it's like, here's a chunk of sound for this long. Yes. Here's one for this long. It's a stack of that in front of me. And I have practiced my finger movements and what I want to do at certain times. And then I go and I give myself about four or five times right. of recording it. So, yeah. Right. Because like you I, don't want to drive yourself crazy just trying to get a. It's either going to it's going to be yeah. right or it's. Well, and it's you know? it's meditation music. If I can write a yeah. good 10-minute track to it, 
then yes, I can find a loop point and make that 30 minutes and you will never, ever, ever, ever notice right. that that <laughs> yeah. loop happened because, because the crossfade is going to be a minute and a half long. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. When, when I listen to, when I listen to binaural beats, I pick up on things and I go, okay, I know in a few minutes that that tone's going to come through again. But then... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and, and you, you definitely need that sometimes with binaural beats because you're trying to a, familiarize your brain with a tone that it's going to hear again later right that it's a, that like okay here it is we're gonna we're gonna throw it in there and then about 10 15 minutes into it we're gonna bring it back for you yeah. because at that point your brain is now malleable it's pliable yes. it's in a zone for reception yeah and now that it's already heard it it's gonna key in a whole lot faster so yeah it is very What's much the average time length of uh, one of your uh... I'd say average composed. average time length for one of my typical meditation songs would be ten minutes. Oh, um, okay. I have I have tracks though like Prayer Ad Somnum that I wrote for kids with overactive ADD brains, things like that. Like I I wrote it for my son when he was in utero, because um, he was a crazy kicker. Uh, but yeah, that's a... um, that's an hour long track. Wow, sure. Like uninterrupted. It's funny because when you look at it, feel free, folks. Um, go buy Puerad Somnum um, because Amazon doesn't know any better. Neither does uh, they. They consider it a single, so apparently it's ninety nine cents for an hour long song. Wow. <laughs> and, and and you sell them on, and you. Sell it's just them hey, man. Them? That's what their system defaulted to. So yes. what can I do? I could either take it off the platform. <laughs> I, I or I could tell thing. them, hey, you you may want to notice that 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 one track is an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> like... I, same thing when I wrote my book because it was a certain amount of pages. It was only 137 pages. They said, okay, you can only put this kind of price on. And I yeah, them, yeah, you can only charge not, this much. Yeah, and not it was that like, I'm trying to make a million bucks. You know, I'm well, not. But... That's just it. It's like, wait a minute, it's not a single. This is. This is like a full-on composition, right? Man. This is a whole album, so like this is a whole movement. <laughs> <laughs> like, there would be intermission after this, right? <laughs> if you didn't fall asleep. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, they the, it ranges everywhere in my meditation stuff. I try to I try to stay in ten minute chunks. So, how many individual? compositions have you done um as far as meditation music goes right now i have five albums out oh my gosh um i have two more in the works and probably about another three that i have scoped out um, how do you go about just by since you're doing different uh binaural binaural beats and tones how do you name something um and why do you name it what you name it a lot of it is named by what I'm what I'm wanting it to do. Okay. You know, the desired effect. Um, sometimes something like Theta Realm, it's just the fact of, hey, that was a Theta wave. Okay. Like <laughs> that was easy, right? It's yeah. yeah. Like I, I try to be poetic and cool with it. Sure. You, know? you want to be like sometimes uh, I nail know. that. Sometimes yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it, it, you know, it's a, it's a hit comes out, you know, burning for you and sometimes that's it. it's that's something it. else. You, you know? know, um, but yeah, yeah, it's a, it, I have, I have tried to stay in what I know to be meditative chunks, 10, 10 sure. minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. 
is is sure. what I try to stay with. And how many them. how many chunks? How many tracks do you usually have on an album? Typically, at least three, unless it's something along the lines of uh, like music for targeted individuals, where right. it is a track dedicated to one thing that's an hour long. Right. That's how I know that you're old like me because we still call it an album. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, you don't you don't call it a uh, PDF file or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just call it an album. Yeah, it's not an MP3. It's, and you a... you and you sell these as well on Amazon. Uh, yeah, they're available just about anywhere music is available. So oh, um, wow. you can you can find it on Amazon. You can find it on Pandora. Uh, you can find it on iTunes. You can find my music on uh, Spotify. When you did that, did you have to actually physically go to each one of those different companies and make it available on there, or did you just do it and it just went everywhere? I, I first, of course, uh, for anybody out there wanting to do this, um, I first, of course, went and registered my work with ASCAP and BMI. Right, because you got if if it's, <laughs> if it's your song, you got to get the rights for it. You have that's to have, right. Yeah, you, know, you got to be able. If, and if anybody else uh, uses it anywhere they got to ask you first that's right so i first went and protected my rights as an artist then Good. after that yeah. um i have a, i have a subscription with a service called distro kid okay um which you can get different levels of everything else but um that pretty much will get you on everything um it'll get it'll put it'll place your stuff on youtube music it'll place your stuff on amazon Anywhere that you give a check mark for, right. it'll put it out. Deezer, like it's yeah. Well, like you said, you know, you you you, you place it on ASCAP just so you can get your rights. But I mean, yeah. there was a time when there was no rights, and you know, somebody not somebody like Tone Lope can steal a Van Halen song and turn it into a million yeah. dollar hit. You know, that's so, it. That's it. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a different it's a different world, and it's a beautiful world. Um, as a self-published artist, it really sure. is fantastic. Years sure, ago, you're, you're, you're contributing. Well, and it was it was a nebulous process years ago, Daniel, trying to figure out how to get music out there, how to get it onto right. a platform, how to uh, how to get CDs printed without just sitting on top of a thousand CDs. Right. Um, I no longer believe in a physical copy. Do you have Do you have a thousand CDs sitting at home? No. I do not. I do not. I don't even have 10 CDs yeah. sitting around. And and I guess that's to a detriment sometimes. Like when I go to when I go to events, I've got QR codes that will take you oh, to the good. purchase page where you can absolutely listen to it on your own mobile device, make sure you like it and hey, yeah, then you can buy it. Right, um, and that's awesome too because all they got to do is walk up and hit the code and then if they actually it. want it, they got to pay for it. You don't have to you're not involved in that and you just I don't have to I don't have to truck a bunch of CDs and DVDs around the country and maybe break them in shipping. I, I have get TSA that. destroy them. Um all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, and the I do events every like I just did an event last weekend and I got to yeah. do another one coming up soon. Yeah, you got to ship I all have, those books there. Yeah, I I well, I bring them with us. We always bring about fifty to yeah. hundred books with us, and yeah, you know, and people are n normally coming for uh, readings. But over the weekend, I did sell ten books, so wow, I have to keep them with me in order to do that. So, but so, yeah. but we have to order them from Amazon. So we that's have to right. Get an author's book, you get so. the author's discount and everything. Yeah. You get them at cost of printing, but yeah, yeah. but at the because... same token, it's still one of those like you gotta you gotta truck them with you. You gotta, you gotta have like a a spare suitcase that you're paying for to throw them in, you know. 
the, like... the, the, the problem, yeah, and the problem with that is, is we ordered some books one time. I'm at, I'm at their discretion of what they print out, and we ordered mm. some books one time, and they showed up, and the ink on the back of it made me look like I was a Smurf. Oh, I was, bl I was blue, oh, no. and then the next one came out, I was gray, and I was like, oh, they're what's going missing, on missing colors in their print. Yeah, so somebody's getting a special edition, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but not really. Get the special, get the special red edition. The, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. yeah the Daniel Jackson White album. Yeah, yeah. I always, I always sign it to them, you know, and something like that. But yeah, they're going to get the white album this time, and instead of the blue one. But uh, so, where can people find you? What? Because uh, we will list your uh, websites on the podcast itself. But tell my listeners where they can find you. I mean, Absolutely. I mean, just. Find you on a, online. We don't want them to come to your house, Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you can find my house, good on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I try and keep that well hidden. Yeah. But Art of Christopher Jordan is my website. That's where you can go. You can find it lands you right on the music page where you can listen to music. Uh, there's a video page there, pictures, all kinds of things. There's a custom uh, music link there. So if if you are a targeted individual or if you'd like some custom-made meditation music, that oh, cool. can be accommodated. We can definitely do that. Um, once again, that was the the inspiration for my album, uh, Music for Targeted Minds, was enough targeted individuals had contacted me and asked me for custom music that I was like, I think, I think that there is a need for there to be a general track of this out there. Sure. Um, so I made it. But yeah, Art of Christopher Jordan, you can find me on any major platforms. Uh, artofchristopherjordan.com is the website. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, so are, are you just doing albums? Is that what you do? do? Have you written any books or tried to write any books? I am working on a cup. I am working on a book. I'm working Good. on a book. Um, probably we'll, we'll see what happens here in the next year or so. Things are things are a bit crazed sometimes in my life. Uh, yeah. if anything, you may see a documentary or two come from me before an actual book. Well, um, I mean, if you're going to do something, I would start doing something now. I mean, like, you know, they just had the UFO hearings today. Yes, they did. I, I was tuned into that before our conversation. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it uh, later with my wife. And I heard some, some, some revelation type things or, or there was some, told. there was some big revelation things in yeah. there um that yeah, I, I mean, think I a lot of people in the chats kind of made fun of and it was one of those like whoa 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 man i don't think you realize how serious the implication of this being said on the floor of congress is right Correct. now like Correct. i really it, don't it, think you're grasping that it could be very dangerous for people i there's some things that i talk about in my just mm -hmm. when i go i i do interviews on other shows as well like you yeah. have a show i have a show and and I, I've done probably like 150 of them in the past two years. And uh, and I say some things on there. I always tell the people, you know, when you're doing your show, if you want to edit whatever you want to, and they always ask, is there anything you want to listen to? And I, I'll edit it for you. I say, if I say it, I don't want it to be edited. So Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, and, 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 I, and it's funny because I've, I speak at quite a few podcasting events, things like that on podcasting panels and uh, mainly because I I come from the world of broadcast and right. am a, am an engineer. Like this is what I do for a living. Um, I edit podcasts for fun for people. Like it's not yeah. what I do for a living. Um, but it's one of those when I'm asked about editing, I I literally typically go edit what, 
Um, Because I don't edit anything on my show. You may hear some soft, like, noise reduction or some volume leveling to get us at the same thing. But, But, yeah, like... Man, I've I've got people giving their experience of being abducted by UFOs, dude. Like I could chop things up and make them say whatever the heck I wanted. Right, you, that ain't and, cool. Yeah, but yeah, like TV does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, it's yeah. like this is this is sometimes people's most intimate moment in the world, and yes. I'm going to edit that. I'm yes. I'm going to just decide what purview there is over that. Uh, yes. Even even when it comes to stammers, ums, us, like yes, that is the way somebody's brain naturally thinks. Good God, yes. if that person had a stutter, would you be editing everyone out? Like what right. kind of? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I that's why when I do a podcast or if I um, our own podcast, I don't like to script it. I just like to go with the flow because yeah. You just never know what's going to come out. And that's well, what I'm looking for to and, come out. So Yeah, yeah. And that's just it. You know, it's one of those. Uh, um, what I cut out may be the most interesting thing in the world to a to a to listener. One, and it may right. utterly detract from that person's actual message or experience. Right. You know, um, in the world of live broadcast TV and, and radio that I worked in, the closest thing we had to, quote, editing was. Uh, yeah, that's it. And you better be quick. You better be quick on that button. You better be listening as an engineer. I think I had to use that button three times. Yeah, in my whole career live. And and your whole and the the person on the other side of hearing that button goes, I know what that word was. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That was awesome. But it was one of those like I had to be present of mind, and I had to be present of mind to know partway through that word and be quick enough to hit that button. Yeah, because there's only a little bit of delay and you got to catch that delay, you know? Yeah, I've got like a three-second studio delay before it gets live. That's it. Yeah, some some radio stations have a guy who just sits there and waits for that. That's his job. That's his his job, man. The red button. Not me. I don't like to... I don't. I, I want to. I want to push their buttons, but in a different way, so that yeah, they yeah. say things that I want them. I want to hear them say because I don't want them to hold back the truth. But but it's a, it's a beautiful day and age, though, Daniel, where we can have these conversations uh, without yeah. fear of ridicule, where we can yes. have these conversations publicly. Used to be, you know, uh, if you couldn't get on Art Bell, you probably weren't having the conversation. Right. You know. Um, there were not, there were a couple other shows. Whitley Strieber had one. There were maybe three or four shows in that vein out there. George Norris. Um, now, now with the world of podcasting, um, everybody's out there. Everybody's out there. Everybody has the opportunity for a voice. Everybody has yes. the opportunity for their opinion to be heard. Yeah. Um, I mean, you which and only I have a, we have a studio the conversation. Like this, you know, you have your studio. I have my studio. I have had people on my show who, or I was on their show and their studio was inside of a closet. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Talking absolutely. on a phone or something like that. So yeah, there's there's many possible different ways to get your voice or get your message out there. It's just that's right. It just depends upon if you want to do it and how how long you you want to do it for, and if you can keep up uh, the 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 momentum by momentum by creating as much as you can, you know. But some, that's right. Some of these podcasts just run out. You know, we've been going for two years now, and we just. We do it because we love it. I, I want to get the information that I want people to know because when, when I do my thing, you know, that's that's one thing. But I have people on like yourself who things that I'm I'm partially aware of, but uh, I don't yeah. know all the ins and outs. And I want yeah. someone like yourself who's going to come in here and explain everything because people want to hear everything. They don't want to be 
talking to the doctor that gives them a bunch of jargon. They want to hear the truth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and that's just it. Uh, having your chance to share truth, having your chance to be able to talk about these things unabashed is, is fantastic for yeah. society, humanity, psychology, everything. It's it's great. So thanks yeah. so much for having me on, Dave. Oh, thanks for, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate it. And, and, absolutely. Uh, as uh, I want to tell everybody, uh, I, uh, as I always tell everybody, uh, I hope you have a great day, but uh, be good and try not to do any stupid shit. Have a great day from Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson, me, and Christopher Jordan. Have a great day. Goodbye. Bye-bye, guys. This was Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson with composer Christopher Jordan in part two of Frequencies for Your Mind. For more information about Christopher, visit his website at artofchristopherjordan.com. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time on Beyond the Veil with Daniel Jackson.